what is it like to be introduced? Um, well, I mean, I can, you know, watching myself be a nine, I kind of know what to look for as it's happening, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> it's, um, it's unusual um, to sort of be specifically located, you might say. Welcome to another episode of What It's Like to Be You. My name is Josh Levine. I'm your host. Today, I'm speaking with David Gray, my friend and a very brilliant and fascinating Enneagram Type 9. There are a couple things in this conversation that are somewhat advanced and from an Enneagram point of view, so I want to just give a couple of orienting ideas up front. First is that the Enneagram 9 types are based on your centers of intelligence. Those are the body, heart, and mind. Now, if you're new to the Enneagram, what's very important to understand is that these are not woo-woo intellectual abstractions that live in some ethereal place. They're actually very real lived experiential realities. Like for example, right now, you are having a bodily experience, whether you're watching this video or listening to the podcast, when you're, whether you're aware of it or not, you're having a bodily experience. Sensations are alive in you. You're also having an experience in your heart center, meaning you're having an emotional experience or a sense of your self-image and self-worth. You're also having an experience in your mental center, meaning you're having thoughts that are arising without your, with or without your conscious awareness, thoughts are happening in your mental center. The Enneagram nine types are fundamentally based on how we are inhabiting each of our centers or how we use each of our centers in an unconscious way. The body center is about boundaries and our autonomy and sovereignty as a physical organism. The heart center is about our identity and self-image and sense of self-worth and how we see ourselves and how other people see how we'd like for other people to see us the mental center is about how we navigate life how we wayfind how we decide or determine what is trustworthy and true type nine is a body type and in the body center we have types eight nine and one and as we learned last week type eight has a kind of over solidity or density in the body center and type nine you might say is the opposite there's a sense of diffuseness and um, can lean can can sort of unconsciously become boundarylessness the passion of the nine in the enneagram is sloth and i think of sloth in terms of i think of sloth as a kind of preemptive exhaustion in a heavy heart it's not like laziness where which is where how it's most commonly understood it's more like a way of slipping into autopilot and not fully having my hands on the wheel of my own life, kind of being a little bit seaweed in the tides of my own life, not really bringing my, not fully self-inhabiting and being self-possessed and making decisions to move my life forward in the way that needs I, I want it to move forward, more like kind of going with the flow. By contrast, the virtue is engagement, which is the opposite. It's basically having my hands on the wheel of my life, taking initiative, uh, going after my life's highest priorities and actually funneling life force into the things that are most important to me. So in this conversation, we explore what it's like for David to be a nine. And we also get into one of his concepts or, or not his concept originally, but a concept that he's really shepherded forward in a profound way, the trifix, meaning that you have not just your core type, which is going to be a type in each and one of the centers, you also have a type in each of the centers. So for example, even if you're a type nine, like David, you also have a way that you show up in your heart center and a way that you show up in your mental center. And so three, the constellation of your three, your body type, heart type, and mental type is the trifix. And David's trifix is nine, seven, four. So we discuss a little bit of what that means for him. One other thing I want to share up front is that my conversation with David had an effect on me in a body way. It's kind of like as a three, my own inner engine is revving me up to kind of go, go, go. And as a type nine, David's energy is settling him down. And that actually had an effect on me. So throughout the conversation, I found myself settling and landing and kind of equilibrating to his harmonious, chill vibe. And I'm curious if you experienced that. I found it very beautiful. So without further ado, let's get into it. Please meet my friend, David. Welcome everyone to another interview. I'm very excited here to be with my friend David today. David is a has been in the Enneagram world for a really long time. He's an Enneagram OG. And my experience of, of you is that you've had a lot of a really interesting original insights about the Enneagram. And like, for example, you discovered this 
collage typing system for the instincts, which I'm interested to get into a little bit here. I also know that you are interested in some pretty esoteric stuff, like you've mapped the instincts to a symbol called the Bhava Chakra, which we might get into as well. Mm-hmm. You also have a website called anyasite.com where you have, that's kind of like your own material, um, which is really interesting. And your writing style sort of shines through, well, obviously, because it's your own stuff. And there's also anyagrammer.com, which you're part of that whole team that does typing yeah. services and um, is also producing kind of fresh, interesting content, modern, fresh content on the Enneagram. So I'd love to start with one of my favorite questions, which is, what is it like to be introduced? What is it like to be introduced? Um, well... I mean, I can, you know, watching myself be a nine, I kind of know what to look for as it's happening, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> it's um, it's unusual um, to sort of be specifically located, you might say, if that makes sense. I mean, that's an yes. abstract statement, mm-hmm. but... Um, but to, um, yeah, I'm, uh, my consciousness, if you will, is, um, I mean, I'm, I consider myself a pretty self-absorbed person on one level, but at the same time, uh, you know, I guess my energetic sense of myself is sort of as having a wide field and, and I'm not particularly, I guess you'd say, consciously identified into, <clears throat> and some of this stuff could even be like cognitive type stuff, but I'm not as identified into like, here's where I live, here's what happened to me in my life, and here's what it did to me, and here's what, you know, how I frame up, you know, all my different experiences into me, I'm sort of more in an abstract space, um, consciously, uh, as far as, you know, my sense of myself is like, to me, what, um, what's more interesting would be whatever concepts and ideas I might have, or, um, that are new, original, interesting, fresh and haven't been seen before so um so and it and it's a quality as a nine that i have the sense that on one level you know i have an ego about what i've discovered sure but also at the same time it's kind of like anybody could have found it you know what i mean so to the degree that you're localizing me, so to speak, into David Gray, who did X, Y, and Z, that's, it's a weird, just sort of, I don't know, I don't fully know how to place it and hold it. Right. That's, it's, this is so interesting to me. Could you share us with us? What is your Enneagram origin story? How did you land on it and what spoke to you about it? And So I'm a musician. Yeah, I'm a musician. I've been playing guitar since I was 13. Mm -hmm. And music's really important to me. When I was in my uh, early 20s, I think I was 22. uh, We had a a woman actually was our drummer, uh, who was really fascinating, interesting person, a social self pres four with a five wing. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her and my other bandmate, we were a trio at the time. about numerology um and i was talking about the number four coming up for me a lot this is very typical of my trifix nine seven four very mystical magical right i was having all these coincidences with the number four popping up too many times kind of thing right like something's coming at me um some kind of message or something and i mentioned it to her and for, for whatever reason to her, it <clears throat> she was had gotten into the Enneagram over the last few years, you know, this is way back 30 years ago, 
um, and uh, and she lo loaned me uh, an Enneagram book, and I just assumed that the intention there was for me to look at type four because I was having all this four stuff, right? And so I looked at that and, you know, there was some stuff that was, I could see, but then when I read the nine uh, chapter, that was obviously the one that was me. Mm -hmm. And so that started the journey and, and it was, you know, it was, uh, I, I caught on fire with it at that time and sort of um yeah found every other enneagram book that i could that was out at the time and started devouring it and, and you are and obviously over the years you've developed your own insights about the enneagram and your own perspective your own kind of subjective way of encapsulating it and you are writing something are you writing still writing your book I am. I'm still yeah. working on the book. I've got a uh, good framework and I, well, really I've got like 500 pages. I'm going to chop it down. That's, but that's about just realistically, that's about 250 pages of text. My, my stuff is requires my ideas require, in my opinion, a lot of visual um, components in order to express certain things. Cause partly being a body type, being a gut type, I'm, uh, some of my concepts relate to things that have kind of movement happening in them. And so you need mm -hmm. to just depict, depict that visually rather than trying to describe, you know, this goes to here and so forth, or this is connected this way and so on. So, right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing, book. One thing we talked about in, in the context of the book too, we were we had those calls. We were kind of like shepherding this book into existence together yep. in some way, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating to me to um, kind of play in that sandbox with you from the point of view that it's like this this abstract inner space that you inhabit as a kind of way of being <laughs> was running into the the issue of actually localizing and constellating itself in the form of a book and the process of writing the book the process of getting it on paper and cr giving it a structure was and maybe still is a challenge for you and i wonder if you could talk about that what that's like and why that's hard and and actually if you even agree with my phrasing of it if you put your own <laughs> texture <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to frame it up. Um, the main difficulty, and this is a, <clears throat> perhaps a nine difficulty, and it might even, I might even bring in my seven fix and my trifix into mm -hmm. this, but one of the main difficulties is that, um, the various concepts that I've come up with that are unique to me um, uh, are connected all in different ways and or they have some overlap to them. And mm -hmm. so then where do you start on a given thing and which, where, which things are the baseline elements to... Uh, lay out for everybody um, so that I can build towards some of the more complex um, and not that it's particularly complicated or whatever, but you just need to have some baseline elements. And, and in, in one case, it's, it's literally the elements. Cause one of the things that's uh, I'll call it a, discovery or an association that I've made is with the instincts and the classical four elements of fire, water, air, and earth. Right. And laying that out and relating those to the instincts, social is air, self-preservation uh, is earth, and sexual is both fire and water. And there's a whole... <laughs> universe of stuff that spills out from using those symbols um, 
uh, in that way, and it just pings so many different things, you know, that then I start internally, you know, um, just wanting to ping around to all of them all the time, you know, as I'm maybe trying to lay out a baseline, I start going to all the other stuff, right? So it's, it's partly 70. And I think there's a thing with nine. I think nine is actually a kind of ADD, you know, in quotes, in, in its own way, because it's, because it's, um, well, it's partly that non-localization thing where you're, you're spread around sort of energetically. Mm-hmm. So it's so coming back into this central something to do X in a straightforward way. It's difficult to gather yourself. Yeah. Gathering the gap. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Gather. So what helps? You? Yeah. Um, it, what helps is to, um, simply start writing, for example, and, um, and, and, and putting down some bullet points, you know, just before I say, start writing a paragraph or several paragraphs of what am I saying right now? Like, I have to remember what I'm saying. Like, or, you know what I mean? Or why I'm even starting to write this. Cause I'll just start going. Yeah. Yeah. It just starts turning into a meandering something. Right. Yeah. And so no, what am I saying? Okay. What am I saying? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back to this, that, that kind of thing. So, and then, um, I mean, and that's a piece of, of nine is that kind of ramblingness where um you start going getting into your own rhythm of this path that you're going down you know um in written form and you're just grooving on this sort of inwardly speaking bodily motion that you're going towards right you're it's a kind of internal because I'm a gut type, I'm a body type, but a withdrawn gut type, right? And so withdrawn means I'm sort of doing body internally a lot all the time, Mm -hmm. which is the sense of um, this, I'm just going, I'm just going right now internally, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, and it has this kind of, so in the context of the introverted space, I guess you'd say, of writing, you know, it has that kind of rambling kind of quality, like it could be a forever saga. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. 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 What, one thing I'm curious about you about with the from the perspective of, of being a nine is that there is this way that nine sometimes gets painted as like the, uh, the harmonious, all-containing, sunny type mm-hmm. that sort of is mm-hmm. uh embracing all things and mm-hmm. um i see that in you but i also see there's a way that your kind of aura or essence is shrouded in some kind of mystery and there's like like when i first met you you were wearing like a almost all black and there's a way that there's like a self-containedness to you as well mm-hmm. and so mixed with what I experienced from you is the kind of the grounded kind of friendly welcomingness that is nine, which is almost surprising Mm -hmm. given the initial impact of your impression on me. Mm -hmm. Do you have a way of, first of all, what's it like to hear that for me? And also um, what's your inner experience of that? How do you reconcile that? What's it like to hear that from you? Um, uh, Well, it just, it, that you're describing me so it's just i mean i don't there's nothing bad or you know what i mean or uh-huh. it, it resonates what you're saying and that's yeah. other people's experience of me mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so um yeah no and i um sometimes attract some attention because of that sort of mysterious piece um mm-hmm. you know well i, I mean 
you're partly describing, you know, intentionally or not, the fact that I'm, uh, my instinctual stacking is self-preservation sexual, so mm -hmm. I'm social blind. Yeah. And then I've got seven and four fixes, and, you know, the four likes that kind of hidden, half-hidden mystery, and you're not going to get all of me, and that's going to pull people in kind of quality. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be dark, you know what I mean? It's um, And SPSX is dark. Again, using my elements, social is air. Air gets you into sky and sunlight, right? So you take away, you take nine, which is this big wide open thing generally sunny right and uh put a social blind social last instinctual stacking and it is somewhat of a significant a significantly different nine in a certain way because um because i'm kind of not connecting on a lot of the social um I don't know buttons, so to speak. I'm just not, I'm just not tracking a lot of s most social stuff. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, and then because I've got seven and four, seven and four as types are very self-involved types, and so that's another th um, aspect to me is. <clears throat> You'd even say with seven and four, they're self-indulgent, um, or and other ideas along those lines, and um, and almost like decadently self-indulgent, you might say. Um, and so, uh, to be a nine wanting harmony, which is a reflex for me for sure, um, but with those fixes, it's it's just a it's a different kind of coloring and a different kind of way that it comes out and um uh yeah it does uh it creates a uh, a different kind of nine from somebody who'd have other stuff in their full typological mix right i don't know just, if that answered all your questions it does and just to give some context for people who don't know what we're talking about try try the the fixations you're talking about nine seven four it's like you have a body type a mental type and a, and a heart type in your tri fixation and yep. so you're saying nine is your body type, seven is your mental type, four is your heart type. And that constellation gives a particular flavor. And then you add that with the instinctual stacking, which is self-preservation, sexual for you, social last. And mm -hmm. so that, that's a whole other universe of thing, which we could potentially get into. But that also adds a flavor to the way that sure. a person is. Yeah. And, and you could say about the trifixes, such as mine, nine, seven, four, that those are that's almost um kind of like what you're alluding to it it's it's somewhat of a a whole set of types uh, you know unto itself or yeah. not exactly unto itself but it's it's they 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 make a a certain kind of archetypal they congeal into a certain style or set that's a of good styles word. you know yeah yeah, well, yeah. You know. and actually on your com, you have your own sort of framing of this and it's it's different but sort of um i don't know it plays nicely with the way that you also are part of the big hormone enneagram podcast and you guys came up with your own language around the trifixations but it's kind of separate mm -hmm. from your thing the enneasite.com thing and um anyway so just letting people know that's an, another way to interact with you to see your stuff there sure yeah and there's a there's a booklet that i put out um just a it's mostly a visual kind of guide it's got some verbiage but it's where i'm uh putting little verb little uh phrases and things for each of the combinations like in the context of nine seven four you know there's the line that's connecting nine and seven so what happens when nine and seven are together that uh -huh. makes a certain set of qualities and i'm describing that and then what happens with seven and four what is that mixture produce and, and then nine and four and so forth. And so then when you put it all together, it, you can kind of get a picture of what this style, uh, how it expresses and, and yeah. so forth. 
Yeah. One thing that's interesting to me is that this is not that widely understood or accepted as a reality in the Enneagram world, the idea of the trifixation. I mean, it was in Ichazo's yeah. original work, but it's not really taught by any of the quote unquote major schools. Um, I experience it as a reality and you have developed all this original content around it. Can you talk about just what, how did you start doing that and what made you go down that hole, that rabbit hole? Well, it was just having <clears throat> the sense that it was true. I mean, it's maybe, you know, being an intuitive person and, um, being pretty self-directed and so forth. Um, uh, it, it just resonated as making sense. <clears throat> I mean, one way to say it is if the Enneagram is real, if it's an actual organic truth about human beings and there are people that are core types, you know, their main type is in each of those centers, it makes sense that each of those centers in some sense, would only be able to stylize per in the way of the numbers in each center. Like the heart center is only going to be either two, three, or four, and and so forth. And the heads five, six, seven, etc. So, um, and then every human being, of course, has a heart, head, and gut center, and so then. Uh, besides whatever your core type is and whichever center it's in, uh, it's going to have a, a, a way that it stylizes in those other centers, um, the ancillary centers or whatever you'd want to call them. Um, so it just, uh, it just resonated. And when I, when I first, uh, you know, heard about the idea of it, um, well, it was another one where it just was obvious to me which ones would be mine, you know, um, that I would be seven and I would be four. Um, so, yeah, and and because it <clears throat> because it wasn't, uh, I guess, difficult to find or whatever, um, it resonated really quickly, and so it just it was like, oh, okay, uh, and and it 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 just makes. Well, human beings are so varied, um, uh, it just makes sense that there would be, you know, a, a lot of uh, options for how a given core type could manifest and, you know, that there could be all of these different kinds of nines with all these other possibilities of trifixes. And, and with the instinctual stackings, that make, means you multiply all of those times six because there's six different instinctual stackings and, and so forth. So it's it accounts for a lot of the variation in, in human beings. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I want to dig into with you is your use of language itself, which I experience as having a kind of artistry. And there's a, like it's it feels to me like just observing you that words are a thing for you like the way that a word feels or something like that and i wonder what's your, what's your experience because and also the reason i'm bringing this up is because your descriptions of the trifixes or even just your language here or on the podcast or wherever you're speaking it has a kind of felt sense <clears throat> resonance with whatever it is that you're describing and i wonder if you could talk about that does do you as a prompt. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm, so where I go with that uh, question is, I'm not sure if this is where um, you're intending necessarily, but um, probably. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, well, I'm going in multiple directions internally. Uh, I'm, first of all, I think with my type, my core type, nine with a one wing. I think a lot of people, a lot of writers are nines with a one wing. Um, okay. There's a fair number of famous writers. So there's a thing around words, you know, in 
part of the the underlying uh, impulse there, I think, is around harmony in the sense of, and then it's perfection uh, with the one wing. So it's, you know, creating some kind of experiential landscape right is a harmonizing effect right so if if all of my readers if i'm a fiction writer you know um there's a fair number of fiction writers that are minds with a one wing you know if everybody's sort of coming into this world that i created <clears throat> that's a sort of harmony that i'm creating i'm you know um yeah. or it's at least um even if the world itself isn't harmonious it's still we're all inside this circle kind of thing You're right. and it and it forms an eco ecosystem mm -hmm. um so um but i think one thing you're describing about my writing which is perhaps similar to other nines i don't know but um is i'm wanting people to have a uh, an experience in their body of whatever I'm trying to say. I, and I'm wanting them to find it in their own bodies. And what it, that means is, um, in a, you know, ironically, in a nonverbal place in themselves, even though I'm using words, I'm wanting them to experience the resonance of my experience of my ideas you know in themselves and for those um experiences uh, along with my words or yeah ideas to be kind of like seeds that can do their own thing and live unto themselves inside each person and become all kinds of things that I never imagined seeing or, you know what I mean? I, I'm wanting people to see this stuff for themselves. I'm not particularly, um, it's flattering to have people <clears throat> that follow me and are interested in my work and I have deep appreciation for that. Um, but I want people to have their own um, really ideally creative experiences in a way, right? And creative could mean even in the context of healing themselves or something like that, um, or taking these ideas and expanding on them. And, <clears throat> you know, some of these ideas are elemental, um, like the idea of the literal elements applied to the to the um, instincts uh, and those as I've fleshed out to some degree those symbols uh, they continue to spin out more and more and more uh, revelations about the instincts and so mm. uh, and and it and it it, it uh, casts more light and more impressionistic um, bodily experiences of what's going on with the instincts and it, it's another angle to learn the instincts but again since I'm often at this sort of elemental level figuratively speaking um, uh, it means just like everything is made of elements you know, um, there's all kinds of other things that are going to come from it that that wouldn't come from me. But here's an idea: you go go forth and grow this in your garden, and I'd be curious to see what you come back with. What strange new plant that makes? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much does the enneagram and your involvement in it and insights in it and all this stuff? Like what percentage of your identity is that? <laughs> identity is a weird word, you know. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, it can mean a lot of different things, I guess. 
um, or at least several things. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, just stating a theoretical thing for the, for a minute. Um, sure. In the in the in the concept of trifix, it does matter what order. Like I'm nine seven four. I could have been let's say nine four seven, and um, and that would mean let's say that the issue of identity would be a little bit more forward and yep. and okay. more present for me. So what you can say is, in some sense, I'm as for, you know, the, I'm heart last. Mm -hmm. So I'm identity last, I'm image last. I'm, I, um, uh, so, and, and it, as a gut type, it's really strange. I mean, I don't think I'm just speaking from my own experience. It's really strange. The idea of identity I'm just being whatever I am. I don't know. I don't have a sense of <clears throat> particularly having an identity. I mean, on one level, I, I, let's see. I mean, on the for the most part, is maybe a better way to say it. Um, sure. I understand that I'm associated with the Enneagram. I've had, you know, some. Uh, prominence online and now with the podcast and our Facebook group has a decent number of people in it. And, you know, people, um, uh, how hold me as some kind of, uh, in varying degrees, authority, um, uh, I hesitate to word, use the word teacher because I just don't see myself that way, but, I somewhat incidentally am a teacher. Um, but yeah, I don't, um, I, I, but I do, I would say my thing. So I'm trying to get to it. I'm, I'm circling around like a nine, um, to try to zero in on it. Um, I have an ego I'd say about the ideas that I've found that I've discovered, uh, things, associations I've made that, that have resonated with other people, the, the particular ideas that like where a bunch of people went, Oh my God, this is, wow, this is interesting. Right. This is, um, so I have some ego about that having come from me. Um, but again, at the same time, it's, it's, it's pretty elusive as a nine to, hold on to it. And really that's even a piece I'd say of being social blind too, because social has a lot to do with being in certain roles and, and that kind of thing and, and identifying into, um, uh, whatever it is you're known for or, or, or that kind of thing. And, um, I, I kind of imagine myself, as just being able to sort of slide around identity wise, whereas people probably have somewhat of a more solid, people have a more solid sense of my identity than I do probably. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Well, also speaking of your framing earlier about the subjective way that we experience the Enneagram or anything life as a social dominant three identity forward person, that's a, that's a really, like, I would be able to tell you the answer to that question. Like I would be able to give you a percentage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, like I'd be interested to hear your, what is David Gray's identity? <laughs> well, actually one of the, so it's funny, we haven't even gotten a percentage yet and I don't, I don't need one, but it's fine. Yeah. It's interesting to me that that's the prompt was what percentage. And that was what we got as an answer from you. And yeah, what's, um, I see. I don't even remember the percentage part. So, <laughs> right. But, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. You're doing numbers. So, like where, where do I rate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so in, in a sense, that's also a localizing question, right? Which is like, it is, which like, it's almost like it enters it's a your specifier. Yeah. It has, it's like it enters your consciousness and just dissolves or, or, or just dissolves. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got something? 
No, uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just a remark that I don't even remember that part of the question. <laughs> right, that's amazing, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. So. My um, apologies to you. No, that's okay, this is, it's what it's like to be you, that's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, so what else is going on in your life besides the Enneagram? Um, I have a day job. I'm in the energy business. Um, mm-hmm. I'm what's called a landman, um, which mm-hmm. means I do research uh, on land where uh, different energy companies, whether it's solar, wind, or oil and gas, wherever they want to do a project, I research um, who owns the land because whenever a company does something like that, they're um, they're going to have to pay whoever the landowners are a certain percentage uh, of the proceeds from the energy produced from that particular land. Um, it's not something I'm particularly designed for, <laughs> given my proclivities or whatever, but I can do it. It's, it's the kind of thing that, um, that I can set my own schedule. Um, it's totally independent remote work, online research, going into county records of databases. And, and so I, you know, I zero in for about an hour and a half or so, and then I take two hours break and then zero in again for an hour and a half, roughly speaking. Right. And I put in, you know, six to eight hours a day across, you know, from, seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? There's, Mm -hmm. it ends up being a few hours and sometimes it's shorter than that. And, and, uh, um, and I get a day rate and do all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're also doing, I don't know if your question included this, but we're also from Enneagrammer.com, you know, we're, we're doing, typing sessions where people come to us to be Enneagram typed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and there's uh, two other people that I work with on those. Um, And, and then we do um, as an adjunct, you know, splinter thing off of Enneagram or we've got dark arts Academy, which is where we're, recording videos uh where we're um with the three of us and we're typing celebrities and doing like a full typing you know their their instinctual stacking their core type and their trifix and uh and uh you know kind of it's a it's a personality profile and you get to see how we approach it and and that's uh you know if you agree with our results, so to speak, of, you know, how we see a given celebrity where, you know, it becomes, it's a teaching tool to show people how to type other people. So, yeah. Uh, I actually yeah. just subscribed after my conversation with Emika and I've watched like seven of the videos so far and they're amazing. They're so right. interesting. Yeah. They're really, Glad really you're cool. liking it. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend and people check it out. Thanks. Yeah, no, and they're fun and funny and we're, you know, we're uh, horsing around and stuff besides being serious. It's a, it's a combination of being entertaining for ourselves as well as, um, you know, giving our actual and putting our Enneagram expertise into what we're seeing. Yeah. And just so people have a sense, I mean, it's a, it's a real process that you guys do with each one. You you pull up the celebrity, you look at images, you kind of grok what your what energy is hitting you from the images. You pull up social media, you watch videos on mute um, just to get another yep. hit of energy. Then you watch the video again without with sounds and hear what what actually the person's talking about. There's a way that mm-hmm. if it's a talk show, there's a dynamic between the host and the person. So there's a lot of information that you're it's it's real and it's grounded. It's not just like, oh, I think this person is X. Um, so yeah. I was, I've been I've been very blown away by them. Really, it's really cool. Great, great. Yeah. Glad you're liking it. Yeah. Um. Let's see where to go from here. I'm curious about. So yeah, this this work 
pattern that you go into this like hour and a half of focus hour and a half two hours of break what happens for you like how do you know it's break time and then when you're on break how do you know it's like okay i can get myself back to work and what happens on break what's what's the rhythm um well i should say like break is <clears throat> you know the other things that i do is uh i mean uh i i do some long walks i do like these six mile walks and i do uh I, I often go on bike rides a couple times a week that are three to five hours long. Um, wow. So those yeah. are some of my breaks. Uh, sometimes that's on the weekend, so it's not really trying to weave it in and out of work. Um, but sometimes I'll do it on a work day and I can just continue working at night. Um, yeah. Uh, but as far as, you know, uh, like when I'm really bearing down on the work and um, I, I can just tell when I start to drift and start to want to look at something else, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, the, the work that I'm doing, it's very dry and um, very factual and recording basic facts about the history and or, or lineage of the ownership of a given property in a place and it's that's just not me at all so I I just know that about myself mm -hmm. and um, and it's partly I mean speaking keeping it in any terms I, I am self-preservation dominant and it is about money um, and, and I want that money, right. And mm -hmm. I, and I, cause I want everything that that gets me in terms of, um, lifestyle and comforts and extras and all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there's something even to talk about as far as accessing my blind spot, the social instinct sure. where I, I also have to be kind of I know from experience that I have to give some, uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, I, I just have to put out in some ways socially in a way um, or that um, conveys, I mean, I, I really do think of it as conveying some kind of light and wholesomeness and goodness, right? Because, um, that that sort of aspect and that the common good and that piece of social um yeah. because it it really my tendency is to just completely withdraw and not come back into whatever's going on collectively with a crew of people and i've yeah. and that affects my social self that affects my self-preservation because it it starts to give a negative impression about me and that threatens my job, which threatens my preservation. Right. So anyway, but yeah, um, I just start to drift and so I'll unplug or I'll start to feel tired or sleepy or whatever. And I just, and I'm not, I can't, I can see that I can't concentrate. And so I'll unplug from yeah. from the work and go do something else I'll play mm -hmm. guitar also is another thing i'll do for an hour or so um and that kind of thing so and then as far as coming back to it <clears throat> i mean there's usually some kind of deadline um you know that's uh motivating and uh and yeah the 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 break from the work that burns itself out as well. And, and I do want the feeling of having knocked out a certain amount of work so that mm -hmm. it's behind me and I yep. don't have that pressure feeling. Cause I don't, I don't want that jitter of having to do X, Y, and Z on my project. You know, I want to get it passed. So. Right. 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 Yeah. So that's a motivator. Um, I'm, I'm 
let's see what do you what do you get out of withdrawing like what's what's yummy about that for you like why is that your natural tendency that you would left your own devices without other external structures go there <laughs> i have no idea um <laughs> um uh what do i get out of withdrawing uh it's it's sort of like asking what do i get out of breathing air you know what i mean um mm -hmm. uh what do i get out of withdrawing i don't know i'm just um <clears throat> i'm just a internal person you know what i mean um I mean, I ping off of things. I mean, some of the other things that I do that are non-work that are part of, let's say, the breaks between work um, is being on Facebook and, and sometimes arguing with people about Enneagram stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's not, <laughs> you know, but but that's somewhat in an introverted space in this, and partly in the sense that I start writing a reply to somebody and I start getting into my own writing. You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm as much as anything interested in getting my own writing correct to me, mm -hmm. um, and articulating things in a certain way. And it and in, on some occasions, I don't know, one out of ten or twenty times, I might write something to somebody that I end up saving for my book. You know, that can be thrown into a certain spot. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, withdrawing is, you know, it's, it's peace for one thing. I mean, to me, to me, human beings are a mess, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's a way to get my own way, um, without having to speak up to get my own way. I mean, I think I think a lot of nines are much more withdrawns than fours and fives are because nines because of what I just said, mm. I, and it's why a lot of nines mistype, for example, as fives especially on this withdrawal thing, is mm. because nines do need a lot of alone time, and it's because when you're with people, uh, you are totally unintentionally absorbing some amount of their energetic field yep. and any other human being is going to be somewhat of a disruption for you as a and it's and because you're a body type and nine is a receptive body type right so yep, you're right. like taking in and so what's going on for somebody else is so much you know um you're taken by it and it, and so, um, and yet at the same time, you're a gut type, which is all about autonomy and kind of not being affected by others. So there's this, this battle in nines and it's, and it's sometimes why nines are, um, seemingly completely shutting off and needing a, a lot of alone time. And it almost to some people. Or, or in some context with a given nine, it feels like an aggressive withdrawal um, to some people because, mm -hmm. and, and that's an interesting, it's interesting that it gets framed up that way because, um, you know, the underlying sort of substrate emotion for the gut is rage, right? Mm -hmm. So it's aggressive withdrawal, right? It's, mm -hmm. those kind of go together in some sense, uh, mm -hmm. naturally. Yeah. And I, I wonder if I answered your question. No, that was great. And I'm curious too about the relationship between what you just said and um, having deadlines for, for example, mm -hmm. for getting your book out or for if there's a work thing, like there's a way I'm curious about the, but my, my experience of nines is that there's this exquisite sensitivity to any form of pressure. And there um, is. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, as a, as, what's that like for you as a prompt? So there's probably unconsciously some 
degree of um, reframing um, the pressure coming from outside of me to do X, Y, or Z work-wise mm -hmm. by the fact that I'm creating my own schedule. I'm doing it in my own time when I want to do it, yeah. you know, in, in increments. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way to sort of bargain with my own typology, if you will, yeah. uh, to, to get it done and to still be autonomous. Is that I'm generating, yeah, uh, my own pace, and so mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about when you set your own deadlines for, for example, the book? Um. Mm, well, I don't set my own deadlines very much about anything. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm trying to think if that's actually true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's generally correct to say. Um, I did set a deadline for the book, uh, more than a year ago to have it finished by this past September and it's not. Okay. So uh -huh. that there's one answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it probably, it probably, um, I get hung up in self-pres stuff, right? Where if I'm worried about self-pres things, which kind of never, in some sense, when it's your dominant instinct, it kind of never gets satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so you can keep keep getting pulled into it. Um, I'm sort of wanting a baseline. I'm working on other business deals and things like that to get a baseline of income mm -hmm. so that I can take a year off and do the book. Because okay. having that distraction of concern around self-pres stuff uh, makes it to where I can't, I just need to feel a big, wide open expanse of freedom in order to concentrate on that book and finish it out. I hear you, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, one final general topic I wanna to explore with you is what inner work is like for you and what, what have you tried and what works and what, is in that space for you now? Um, so I would say um, that's a pretty big comp topic. Um, I, I haven't particularly been focused on inner work, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, however, over the last, especially last couple of years, it's, um, I have tried a couple of specific modalities that I'll uh, try to encapsulate, but the, the, but despite describing myself as not really doing inner, inner work, the, the bigger part of what I've done with the Enneagram is, and it, um, it is a kind of inner work, is watching myself be my type. And the more you're watching yourself <clears throat> be your type, the more you're, you know, can identify into, let's say, the part of you that's watching that isn't fixated into it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're getting some separation from being in the prison of it. And, uh, and you know, one of the big things for me that I realized early on in my early 20s getting into the Enneagram was the issue as a nine of having huge, I would almost call it unlimited amounts of repressed rage um, and, yeah. and getting in contact with anger has gone through multiple phases in my life. And anger really, or rage, you know, kind of like primal rage, there's a whole thing to go into around rage that's actually really fascinating. Um, but um, it kind of, it, it is the thing that does localize you, for one thing. Right. Um, and, it, and, 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 you know, to the degree that I do have 
a distinct voice in the Enneagram world to, to you know, some minimal uh, prominence or whatever. Um, uh, and that I speak, um, you know, I can do conflict and disagreement and, you know, all of that stuff that comes of, uh, having new ideas and them not being accepted or whatever and stand firm in where I am on those things and, and again, have certain things associated with me, um, that my connection and befriending of rage, you know, has allowed for a lot of that, you know, for, for that, that, Very that good. piece yeah. of in, individuation, yeah. you know, uh, a couple of the things that I've gotten into more recently that are actually more, um, directly therapeutic, uh, is something called internal family systems, which you oh, may yeah. have heard of. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's amazing, actually. I actually did some really accelerated change work with that. That has been uh, that's um, well, that's a whole conversation, but um, that has been significant for me. That's kind of completely completely an exaggeration, but pretty much knocked out like a whole big thing around, you know, kind of negative, uh, self-critic stuff and stuff like that. Um, and, and there's another one, family constellations, uh, and, and kind of energy work that's been done around that with a nut, with a different practitioner, um, that, is a bit of a more abstract, I mean, internal family systems is abstract too, but this one's even more, uh, sort of energetic and somatic, I would say. And, uh, that has yielded a lot of results. Again, that would, that would require a bit of a, uh, a lengthy, you know, a half hour just to explain what that is and what it's like, but yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I've actually wondered about your kind of combativeness online. Uh, and, and that is probably too yeah. strong of a word for what it is. Or maybe it's not for no, you, but yeah. it's... Um, I, I don't mind it. Yeah. In the context of being a nine and also putting these yeah. ideas out and then withstanding the heat. Yeah. Well, so one thing too, just to, you know... Um, I don't want to be too self-deprecating or something, but I mean, it's actually not all that uncommon for nines, for some nines to be combative online. And if you think about it in the context of a type that has the most repressed rage of any type, mm-hmm. and you get in a situation where you're online and you can do whatever you want, essentially, on one level, um, it's going to come out. And, and often, it's really, you know, my experience with nines, um, uh, th- some of the biggest conflicts are with nines by a long shot. And, and ongoing and, you know, uh, continuous, uh, yeah, just... Um, uh, can, you know, it's, it's, it's almost the never ending saga thing that I was talking about at the beginning into rage, right? Cause it's, it's kind of like you're tapped into, it's like you're tapping into that elemental rage of the universe, if you will, uh-huh. you know, the sun, the life giving sun is billions, hundreds of billions of nuclear explosions, explosivity, right? Anger. Um, and that's life, right? So, um, in some sense as, as being this nine that's connected into connected into the universe or whatever, um, you can actually kind of channel that. And and sometimes it's inadvertent and unconscious and it's shadow stuff speaking in Jungian terms, you know? And so, um, anyway, uh, 
yeah, that's another conversation we could do. Be glad to do that at some point. Just talking about my combativeness, because yeah, I kind of um, started a more recent. I mean, recent as in the last few years, just a push for this thing we call not a four, right? Because that's all right. The people that are mis mistyping as fours, and yeah. I was kind of the one within our group. I mean, those that's happened in the past for sure from other people, mm -hmm. but within our group, I was kind of the one that was like angry about it. <laughs> that's interesting. It's funny because um, I talked to Emika yeah. about it, who's an eight, and was and. And he actually kind of pinned the origin of it on you. It was like, yeah, you're the, yeah. you, this yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. The peaceful yeah. nine right. is actually <laughs> starting wars. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll probably come to a close here in a minute. Um, yeah. But my final question is what has this been like for you to be on the receiving end of a bunch of questions about yourself? Oh, it's interesting. It's, um, uh, you know, there was a time a few years back, we've been doing more video stuff and more, you know, you know, just being a few people on camera and the podcast and so forth. The last few years, it's like I'm a little bit more um, uh, able to sit in the space of and now here's David, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas, yep. whereas that used to be like, um, super, I don't know, agitating or I'd withdraw from it or, you know, energetically speaking. Um, right. so yeah, now it's, um, coming into a place more of ownership of kind of this kind of thing of spotlight on me kind of thing or whatever. Interesting. In a way it's a practice. Yeah you know, for you as a, it's as a, definitely a practice. Inner work. Yeah. 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 And it, and it, that's one of the things that's valuable about having other people that I'm working with, which as a social blind, by the way, mm -hmm. I totally wouldn't do. I mean, it just kind of ended up happening yeah. um, with people that I bonded with and I just wouldn't have even like, it's literally that blind that I wouldn't even, I don't even know the value of working with other people on one level. Right. And so, <laughs> and that it would lead to things that I wouldn't expect and da, 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 da Right. It's just kind of right. like, yeah, it, it's a, so in such an insular kind of framing of the world myself and, and so on. But yeah. yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been, uh, really valuable for me to, uh, to, uh, really kind of in a way be forced into it and i i i welcome it cool yeah. well so if people want to find you you are on enneagrammer.com you are co-host on the big hormone enneagram podcast enneasites.com yeah. is your own personal site um the dark arts academy also another plug for that which is where you're sort of demonstrating your and with also emica and uh joseph joseph right? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, your t way of typing celebrities and all that stuff. It's amazing. I think it's like 19 bucks a month as a subscription. It's fantastic. And Thanks. also looking forward to eventually the release of your book. And there's also the Trifix yeah. pamphlet that's up too. That's available now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, thank you. Yeah, this has thank been great. You. Yeah. Thanks for doing this.